Triple H FM Sports in association with Atlas Chartered Accountants. The Post, Hornsby RSL and ISC Sports welcomes you to Splinters, your no-holds-barred sports podcast. And now here's your host, the Raging Bull, Anthony Caruso. Good evening and welcome to Splinters, the bench podcast on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au and available for download at podcast.com, Apple Store, YouTube Music, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn and all good podcast sites. We do it all for Atlas Chartered Accountants, The Post, The Hornsby RSL, ISC Sport and Business Plaza. Anthony the Bull Caruso here with you as we make a return to discussing all things cricket, but you may be wondering why we are talking about cricket in April and it not being a competition wrap-up. That is because the 2022 County Championship is already upon us. And for the first time in three years, we are seeing the return of international players on a full-time capacity to play in the County Championship, which is the main international competitor to the Sheffield Shield. This is a critical competition, not only for England to select their squads, but for up-and-coming international players, along with established stars, to ply their trade within England and get a real feel for playing in what is one of the most competitive long-form competitions of the world. Now, to do this, we need some of the very best to discuss all things cricket. So, joining me tonight, our Chief Cricket Correspondent, the wise man himself, Matt Mears. Good evening to you. Uh, good evening, Caruso. Good evening to everybody leaving, le- listening to us in the podcast world. It's great to be doing a bit of, bit, bit of cricket, but from the other side of the world. Uh, the county championship, obviously, uh, one of those ones that is put up in, in much esteem. It's also much talked about due to the formats, due to the how many teams that they have, whether it's the best way to develop uh, players for the test team. But I don't think we're going to worry too much about all those sort of things tonight. We're just going to worry about the teams that are playing and competing in these competitions and see if there's a few familiar names that we know that we go as we go down these uh, team lists and see how they might go in this 2022 season. Now, of course, we're doing this because we are very excited to announce that we will be making some sort of a return with doing international shows. Now, Matt, you can confirm with us that in a few weeks' time, you're on your way back to England. Yeah, they've let me back in. Uh, the the mighty Effingham Cricket Club in Surrey have uh, signed me up. Well, not really. They've forced myself upon them for the for the fifth time to uh, to go and play as their overseas player. So. I'll uh, be spending about six weeks in uh, England throughout the the winter months here in Australia and uh, through the wonders of technology and thanks to having a great production team here at Triple H, I'll be able to join the crew um, from my accommodations in Surrey in England. So um, I look forward to it. We've we've done some primitive stuff of that before on the bench and uh, splinters in the past, but this time it'll be real time. It'll be broadcast quality. I'm really looking forward to still being part of the team, even though I'm on the other side of the world. And you can officially confirm as well that we will be doing a couple of episodes from the Effingham club itself. Well, the boys don't know that yet, but we are definitely attempting to, to get one, at least a, at least a, a check in with the boys. It, it's been three years since we've done. And I can't believe I'm saying that it's been three years since we did our last episode. I think it's about episode 40 if you want to go back and listen uh, in the archives here of Splinters um, that we last uh, caught up with uh, our friends at Effingham. And I think we even had a a bit of an Ashes preview at that point. But with so much happening in England, obviously, with the the pandemic and how that's affected cricket, plus the club's grown so much in three years as well, we might be able to do a couple episodes, one with the boys. I'm sure there'll be one night where we can get around it. They all love the likes of the great cricketer and all that. And when you say that when you invite them on a podcast, usually you get a few hands up without much trouble. So we might be able to get a, a bit of a round table with some of the boys, talk about how cricket's going over there, talk about how the Effingham club's going over there. And, and maybe you and I can sit down and, and do um, something from my perspective as well uh, about my career, because I, I don't know. Uh, you can keep something between you, and me, can't you, Caruso? This this we this won't this part won't go to air, will it? Oh, maybe. <laughs> well, oh, I one don't know. thing. Well, I don't know. Well, we'll see what comes out in post. But 
One of the things I'm looking forward to will be my 50th game coming up for Effingham while I'm over there. So, oh, beautiful! Th- that it'll be a for someone that lives on the opposite side of the world. We know how much of a, a 50 game milestone is, but to live on the opposite side of the world and be able to bring that up for a club is something dear and very special to my heart. So we can talk talk through that. We can talk through the differences between what it's like playing in Australia versus what it's like playing in England. Um, it, it's absolutely amazing. I won't spoil too much of it now, but if you are in a position, and I said I'm a very lucky person to be able to be in this position, but if if you're young and up and coming cricketer out there, and you get it, and if, and you get any sort of opportunity to have some time to play over in England, you've got to take it with both hands. Whether it's missing opportunities or you might not have the funds to do it properly, you've got to go. Oh, absolutely. And we look forward to um, hearing about all your trials and tribulations as you go through the (laughs) Surrey League itself. Oh, mate, there'll be some, uh, there'll be some very much some ups and some downs, I can tell you, particularly trying to get my old body through about three games a week, um, which is how much cricket they do play over there, thanks to the uh, ridiculously long evenings that they have. Um, with the sun setting not till about 10 p.m. means a nice good T20 game can get fit in in an afternoon after work. So there'll be plenty of those games going on and and Saturday and Sunday leagues as well. So as I said, there's never short of a game over there, but uh, I know the boys have been have been doing well. They uh, they played, uh, they're, they're just about to start their, their season over there now. They play their first game over the next week. Uh, there's going to be some things that I'm going to have to get used to. They're going to be wearing coloured clothing for... Uh, one day matches, which I've never done before. Uh, it, You'll love it. You'll love oh, it. I'm sure I will. It's, but I did get told I had to return it. So maybe uh, but the day before I uh, leave, if I've got a game, it might have to disappear into my kid bag or something and uh, <laughs> never return. But uh, as I said, it, there is just something about playing in cr- cricket in England, particularly when you play around Surrey in the home counties where the game really did develop all those years, hundreds of years ago. And, you look at some of the the names around, and they're the ones that you you see in the uh, in the annals when you look at cricket in like the sixteen hundreds, the seventeen hundreds, before it even went to being first class cricket. So it, it's a wonderful place. I'll ne- I could I could we could probably just keep talking about it right now, but we do have a county championship to talk about. So let's just leave that there as a teaser for everybody that does want to hear more about it. There will be in a few weeks coming up a couple more episodes talking about the probably the simpler life, the the league life in England, which is uh, definitely not county standard, but just as fun. Oh, absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, with that, the umpire strikes back and Hugh Jars are in their positions. It has just ticked over time and we are set to play. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Splinters. <laughs> We're going to kick things off here tonight with the quick discussion of what has changed significantly for the competition. And Matt Mears, there has been a very significant change with the structure of the competition. We're back to the future. We've gone back to the old system that they've run with the county championship for years. Yeah, well, we're back to Div 1 and Div 2, which is probably... I don't know if it's the best. We were talking off air before we, we started recording about some of the players that are playing in Div 2. We might not get to all of those, but it is ridiculous, some of these teams that are playing in Div in Div 2. But Div 1, it's supposed to be the the, the elite level. It's supposed to be the, the best 10 teams playing off, trying to develop those players for the England Test team. But you just find that you get a lot of quality overseas players playing in these competitions um, but as I said, there's quite, there's going to be some quality players that are English we're going to be talking about as well. But it is a big change. They've gone away from the, the sort of three pools of six that they've had the last few years, obviously, uh, with the effects of COVID, um, playing more one-day games, playing the 100. They've fitted that in the last couple of seasons. That's a, the, the new, interesting, even shorter format than T20 that is being played in England. Uh, I think it's towards the end of the season, um, so I'll miss that. But it'll still be interesting to see, to go back to what we know, to what uh, has been there in the past. But uh, I still think there's going to be some quality in that Div 2. But uh, we'll go through this Div 1 now and show that uh, 
there's going to be some fights to stay up and uh, not be replaced by some of those good Div 2 teams. Of course, and not only that, but the uh, what people don't realise, the Sheffield Shield point scoring comp, um, system now is basically a straight rip from what they do in county championship, and it's based off bonus points for achieving certain targets in the match. Yeah, well, I, I've I said, what did I say, that I was up to my fifth time of... Uh, going over there and I still don't understand their point system. Um, they do a lot of this in the in the leagues as well where you get points for certain targets that you make and you can have a winning draw and a losing draw. I'm just like, can't you just win or lose? It's I don't know, but that's the gentlemanly game for you. But quick breakdown of, of the point system. You, you get 16 points for a win. A tie or a draw is eight points and a, and a loss obviously is not. But the bonus points is where it really comes into it. If you score under two hundred, no bonus points. Um, then, but if you go you go up from sort of two hundred to two forty nine, you get one, and in fifty run increments, you go up two, three, four to when you get to four hundred runs plus, you get five bonus points. Then in the bowling, it said you take less than three wickets, you get none. Three to five gets you one. Six to eight gets you two. Nine to ten gets you three bonus points. And, of course, uh, because of improper behavior, sometimes you can get points deducted for poor pitches, slow overrate, ball tampering, discipline, or breach of salary cap or other financial issues. In fact, the financial issues have seen clubs enter administration and get immediately relegated with a points automatic points deduction. But let's not worry about that. Let's get straight into the teams. <laughs> and the first significant team we've got in is a very famous one for Australia because we've had a proud history of very talented Australians playing in, the, in this county it is Essex. Yeah, the the uh, the northeastern club, just to the northeast of London. So a lot of derbies with the home counties around that area. But they're one of the famous clubs. You've got obviously the likes of Alan Border, Mark War, um, to name a few that have been over there and been the professionals throughout the uh, throughout the ages. So that's probably why there's a lot of uh, Aussies that will have them close to their hearts. But I said they have some good lineups there. We'll talk about some of the English players in a minute, but two Aussies over there flying the flag. Mark Steckity, the Queensland fast bowler, and uh, someone we know fairly well on Triple H as well, Daniel Sams. He's got himself uh, also an be turning contract. out. Yeah. Um, so someone that we know fairly well on the station here. We've we've covered him more than enough in the uh, Kingsgrove Sports T20 Cup, so we'll know that he'll. Uh, be uh, putting on a good performance for Essex uh, throughout 2022. But going through some of the big name players that they've that they've got, and uh, one person stands out with predominantly with the bat, but every now and then he does actually pop up with the ball. Now, yeah, you're going <laughs> to leave us in suspense. <laughs> I am. Oh, I was going to. I was going to leave it to you to drop the name, but yeah, Alastair Cook. Well, I know he scored some runs, and I think in the in the first few games uh, of this year, he's he's been piling on the runs. I'm surprised uh, Rob Key, the new uh, the new director of cricket in England, he might be knocking on his door to see if he's got uh, a couple of games under the baggy blue in him. But uh, I didn't know he was uh, getting around with the ball as well. Maybe just showing with age, just maturing like a fine wine, and uh, getting the wobblers out there and. Uh, Showing the young boys how it's done. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a um, it, it, they're an okay team, I guess, on paper. I mean, it, it's awesome to have someone like a, a like an Alistair Cook sort of leading you from the front in that in that regards. Probably not one of the stronger teams in the competition this year, but as you said, a very strong history that they've got there. Of course, the biggest name ever to come out, one Graham Gooch, is an absolute Essex legend. Oh well, I don't think you need to say much about Graham Gooch. Everyone. Just pitches him back from the 90s with the big moustache and uh, playing against Warney and uh, the like and, and maybe even a little bit back further in the 80s, a bit before my time. But he would have played against AB and, and, and all the boys then as well. Yeah, he's synonymous with Essex. Got the likes of Keith Fletcher. He's a, a big name in English cricket. Jack Russell, the wicket keeper. We obviously, uh, everybody remembers him. A, a good painter as well. Um, Trevor Bailey, Nasser Hussain, we, we see him a lot in the commentary now, and Nick Knight too. So some big players come out of Essex. It's going to be interesting to see how they go this year. They, their overseas players are going to have to perform for them, obviously, because as, said, we, we, as we do notice, there's, there's not some of those bigger name players that we'll see 
hopefully they're not fighting for relegation, but if they are down in that sort of 8th, ninth, 10th position, it wouldn't surprise you too much. We then move on to Gloucestershire, and um, a team now that has really boosted their um, their stocks at the moment. Not a lot of big name players in terms of the English in the English lineups, but some fairly decent overseas players now with them. Yeah, definitely. Um, Marcus Harris will be opening up the the batting for them. Um, a few of the overseas players as well. Uh, Nazim Shah, the, the the fast bowler we saw in the Pakistan series. Handy. Handy. He'd, he'd be very handy. Whether he can um, keep up with the with the pace and the uh, and the intensity. There's a lot of cricket to be played in a long period of time. They might have to to manage him fairly well. But a couple of names that we might see might recognise here. Uh, Ian Cockbane played in the, the, the Big Bash League as a replacement overseas player. Um, the Charlesworths, actually. Yeah, uh, uh, another big name. James Bracey, poor man that he's got to be named James Bracey. But uh, uh, unfortunately, there, there's enough. For, and there's a Matthew Taylor as well. That's That must be the most unfortunate name for a cricketer. I played with oh, a Matthew Taylor once. I've played against a Matthew Taylor before. <laughs> Mate, I don't yeah. think his shorts could get any short, any smaller. So hopefully he wears the, uh, the long pants, un- unlike the Australian Matthew Taylor. But... Again, they'll be again they'll be a, a good young team that, that do have some quality up there. Glenn Phillips as well, the uh, the New Zealander, will uh, be a lot of pressure on him as well. Um, but Gloucestershire, it's a big club. It's a famous old club because it's got it has have some big famous old players from yesteryear. Oh, indeed, Wally Hammond and W. G. Grace don't get much bigger than those two, uh, especially considering. The history involved Wally Hammond, of course, playing just before the time of Bradman, and he had his brilliant opening partnership with Herbert Sutcliffe back in the day. And W. G. Grace, well, what more can be said? One of the one of the original superstars of cricket. We he, then he was to- the super, he was sorry to cut you off, but he was the superstar he of was. cricket before we had the the formal county championship. He was probably one of the big pillars that got the county championship put into being into existence. Absolutely. Uh, this famous line, I think, telling a young whippersnapper <laughs> with the ball, they're, they're here to watch me bat, not you bowl. Uh, you think I could um, do that when I could when I go over there? Like, I'm the overseas. I've come here not to bowl 10,000 overs a day. I, I want a bat, so I just put the bail back on, or that won't work <laughs> for me. Yeah, indeed, indeed. We then move on to one of the teams that will be considered one of the competition heavyweights this year. It is the team from the South Coast, Hampshire, and some, there's some talent in this lineup. Yeah, well, Hampshire down at the the Rose Bowl, the the, the uh, Gears Bowl, I think it's called now for sponsorship reasons. I tell you, if you want to, if you want a sneaky overnight stay in a Hilton, there's an actual Hilton in the ground that you can actually sit on your uh, balcony, and I can tell you because I've done this myself. Get room service, get dinner, and just watch T20 out your back window. It is. Uh, Certainly a night that uh, will be, won't be for most people, but for us cricket lovers, I recommend it. But it is a lovely place to play, and it and that's why it attracts some of the players we're going to mention off. James Vinch, Liam Lawson, um, Mason Crane, who we'll know from uh, from Gordon. Um, we've called him on Triple H before. Then you've got the overseas players like the South African Kyle Abbott, Nathan Ellis. We know how dangerous he, he is with the white ball. And Ben McDermott. Fun fact about Ben McDermott, if we've got a little bit of time. Yes, we do. Go ahead. Do you want to know what Ben McDermott and I have in common? Let's hear it. For one year in the Surrey League, we were two of the four registered overseas players. Oh, wow. There you go. So he was playing for a club called Ashton, who uh, is about four train stops up from... uh, Effingham, um, where where a couple of my good friends moved from Effingham to play for Ashstead because they are a bigger club. I will admit that they they do play a couple of divisions higher up than Effingham, and then sort of if you want to be if you're from Effingham and you want to play, if you want to progress your cricket, you need to go to one of these bigger clubs. It's almost like you're going from Moringa to Manly, sort of deal, if if that makes sense to our listeners. So. Um, yeah, he, he was a great guy. I didn't get to meet him, unfortunately. Didn't our paths didn't cross? But uh, it's one good thing. I'll, I'll 
I'll see if like when when the uh, lineup comes out for this year, I'll see if I can grab a copy. We'll put it up on our socials to see who um, I'm on the list with this year. But going back to Hampshire, um, they're going to be another one. They're going to be there or thereabouts. It, it's going to come up to who some of these big names like Vince uh, are going to be in this team um, for for long periods of time in order to get them um, to the top of the the ladder. If they are going to be around bolstering this Hampshire side, they're going to be one of the teams to beat. And of course, people don't know this, but uh, this is, of course, the, the club that Shane Warne used to go to, and he actually spent a few years as captain of Hampshire, a time that they probably had some of the biggest success throughout that time. I mean, any team that's got Shane Warne in it, well, you know, you, you just immediately expect success. Oh, of course you do. And they even have a, a stand at the at the bowl named after him, um, of one of, one of the best captains to never captain Australia. I think a few people have come out with, and he's obviously yep. shown his talent there for Hampshire, but he is certainly someone that will be synonymous for that club forever and a day and, and immortalized with the stand there. Not quite as big as the one at the MCG, but still, just a, uh, just a bit smaller, but yeah, it's, um, it's still a, a wonderful recognition for, for what he's done for that club. We then go to one of the one of the famous clubs in county cricket, and certainly one of the ones that's just absolutely synonymous with this competition as a whole. Kent, um, they were promoted um, from the Division Three competition, although you could probably call it Conference Three uh, mm. if you were. Um, a handy team, and quite a few players in this team that have actually got experience playing in Australia at one point or another, especially within New South Wales Premier Cricket. Yeah, we'll rattle them off in a minute. The uh, the southeastern team, another one of the home counties, they're always going to be competitive. Um, I said they're big rivals with Surrey, big rivals with Essex as they uh, sort of skirt around the greater London boundary. But when you have a look at some of these players, Joe Denley, Zach Crawley, Daniel Bell Drummond, that'll be a that'll be a name that'll ring a lot of bells for our uh, our uh, grade cricket listeners. Uh, Sam Billings. Matt Henry, the New Zealander, he'll be doing a lot of work. And in, in tandem with this guy, he is the word. Bird, bird is the word. Jackson Bird, one of the overseas players as well. So Kent, they're going to be there or thereabouts this year because, I said, you look at that team, you, there's a couple of the other a couple of other batsmen there as well that are sort of on the precipice. So they should be available um, for them throughout the year. And that's what's going to be make or break some of these sides is how much availability they can get from their top players. If they're in, this is going to be a hard team to beat. Well, not only that, but you've also got the likes of Ollie Robinson, Cass um, Ahmad, and, uh, and uh, Hamadullah Kadiri. Um, you know, this is a ha- very handy lineup that Kent have got here all together. And one of the things that really does strike me from this, as we mentioned, the amount of experience of playing in Australia. They often say those who do come out here for a couple of years and play in Australia before heading back, the the way that they play, they're just that much tougher to play against. The likes there, and there's quite a few of them have done it and played in Sydney in, in particular, the likes of Joe Denley, Daniel Bell Drummond, Zach Crawley, Sam Billings, people don't know, he actually played a few games for Penrith. Yeah. And then, of course, did he, Jackson did play with Jr. Um, with uh... Didn't he play with uh, Pat Cummins out in uh, Penrith? Old, he old, did, uh, yes. Billings. There was the yeah. the scorecard came out of that through the Pobart test, I believe. It did, yeah. Um, for those who don't know, of course, the period when Pat Cummins was out through injury, he was playing as a batter for for Penrith, and Sam Billings was playing there at the time. That one famous scorecard: Sam Billings with a duck to his name, and Pat Cummins with a hundred and forty six. Yeah, well, we we know Aussies the best. Um, yeah. They, they don't hold us against us. I still remember the first time I went back over there after uh, after the uh, the old uh, sandpaper scandal and, and had to turn out my pockets to make sure I wasn't carrying any because uh, supposedly I'd been in contact with Davey Warner as well and and was packing uh, packing some paper. But uh, again, this how is did you be... how did you get in? Hang on, how did you get in with David Warner? I didn't, but supposedly to the English because I was Aussie, I was in with Warner and I was packing some paper. How hard is it to explain that there are a lot of people in Australia who actually 
don't don't like him that much. I mean, I can name one. It was very been, hard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's one. I mean, there's one person who's been on the show a few times who we know has a very good relationship. In fact, he wrote about it for Fox Sports. Uh, Sam Alexander. Um, um, just, so, just talk to my mum. Every time he comes on the TV, she's she's bloody going on on him again. Oh God, yeah, I know. It's just like <laughs> really, really. Um, we should mention a couple of the players who did come from Kent. Um, uh, Frank Woolley, of course, a long a mainstay of the English team for a long time. And, of course, one of England's most famous spinners in the 70s and the 80s, Derek Underwood. Oh, everyone loves a bit of Derek Underwood action. This is this is back in the 70s when spinners were real spinners. They'd just bowl all day, go for two runs and over. Nothing was hard. Nothing was easy. That's how our spinner should be. It's almost like the old Nathan Lyon. I think Nathan Lyon is too flash for the 70 spinners, and that's saying something. Like, this is the days, of course, when they didn't actually used to turn it a hell of a lot, but just so good turn? at just putting on the spot all day, all day, all day, all day. Who needs to turn the ball when, yeah, you just bowl it really slow on a spot? Oh, wait, that describes my bowling. Uh, never mind. Where's uh, Where's Stephen O'Keefe when you need him? Uh, I, I don't want to speculate. <laughs> on his on his name Barstool, maybe? <laughs> Is the stain still open? Carl. <laughs> you can call Carl. Oh, I'm not doing it. Um, so yeah, this is a team I think is going to be quite handy, as you said. Sort of requires a little bit of um availability for certain players, but you certainly think they're going to be very competitive this year. Oh, definitely. Um being one of those home counties, um, around the, the border of London there. They're always in for a shout. Um, as I said, they've got that player depth. They've got some good overseas players. Whether they're going to be up the top fighting for it, I, I don't quite know, but probably top four or five, and they'll, they'll scare a couple of those big teams, particularly uh, towards the back end, maybe when a few injuries start before, to come in. Before we go, we need to make mention in particular, there is an Italian playing for Kent. Jeez, Grant Stewart, you are now my new hero. <laughs> He's playing under the Italian flag. Well, it's certainly from Wikipedia. Like, dead set, we could go on there and change them to anything we want. Maybe you need to get a, a Wikipedia page for Warringah and you can put your name there under the Italian flag. Well, maybe we can get Daniel Dr- Bell Drummond and replace the England flag with Randwick Petersham. <laughs> Well, there's a couple of others we can uh, we can get replay, uh, replaced that are still to come, but uh, I, I don't know. Maybe I don't want to be banned from uh, from Wikipedia. <laughs> Indeed, we better go take a break before we get ourselves banned altogether. You are listening to Splinters the Bench podcast on Triple H one hundred point one FM, streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au, and available for download at podcast.com, Apple Store, YouTube Music, Spotify, iHeart, and TuneIn. We do it all for Atlas Chartered Accountants, The Post, The Hornsby RSL, ISC Sport and Business Plaza. We'll be right back. It's time for the crew to catch their breath. We'll be back after this short break. Do you think the government deserves more of your hard-earned money? If not, make sure you talk to Atlas Chartered Accountants. Atlas Chartered Accountants makes sure the money you earn stays in your pocket through legal tax planning strategies, from finding that last tax deduction to tax-effective business structures for asset protection purposes so you can invest in what really matters, your family and business. Visit their website at ihatetax.com.au. Atlas Chartered Accountants. They are dedicated to you and dedicated station sponsors of Triple H 100.1 FM. Hornsby RSL Club, your perfect place to catch up with friends and family. With dining options ranging from modern Australian favourites in the courtyard, authentic Asian cuisine from Keku, or delicious wood-fired pizzas from Level 1, there is something for everyone to enjoy. Join us weekly for entertainment activities such as trivia, meat raffles, bingo and free live music, or grab some tickets to see one of our first-class entertainment acts in the showroom. Thinking of holding an event? Let our friendly events team guide you through every step to create the perfect event for any occasion. Visit our website at hornsbrsl.com.au for further details. Hornsby RSL Club, proud sponsors of Triple H. 
Want to look your sporting best on and off the field? Then make sure you get kitted out with ISC Sport Teamwear. ISC Sport are Australia's leading name in custom sports uniforms with a wide range of sportswear tailored to your team's needs. 100% Australian-owned and fully customisable, ISC Sport cover all four winter codes and cricket, basketball, netball and hockey as well as training and outerwear, ensuring you look the part when representing your community. As Dom Rizzuto would say, look sharp and play pretty with ISC Sport. Visit their website, iscsport.com, for more information. ISC Sport, official clothing partners of Triple H 100.1 FM. Streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au. Bowling is back in Hornsby. The Attic offers a 10-pin bowling experience like no other with Australia's first ever augmented reality scoring experience that will take your game to a whole new level. With a selection of traditional and custom-built arcade games, the Attic Entertainment Precinct is complete with a bar and lounge area to keep you entertained for hours. Specialising in kids' parties and celebrations, the Attic at Hornsby RSL Club is perfect for your next special event. Whether it be an afternoon out with the kids or a night out with friends, it will be an unforgettable occasion that will bowl you and your guests over. Visit our website, theattichornsby.com.au for more information. The Attic, proud sponsors of Triple H. Welcome back to Splinters, your no-holds-barred sports podcast. Welcome back to Splinters, the bench podcast on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au and available for download at podcast.com, Apple Store, YouTube Music, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn and all good podcast sites. We do it all for Atlas Chartered Accountants, The Post, The Hornsby RSL, ISE Sport and Business Plaza. Anthony the Bull Caruso with the wise man himself, Matt Mears, as we preview the 2022 County Championship. We've gone through the first four teams in alphabetical order. We now get to the second half of the competition. There is six teams to get through here, but there are some historic clubs that we're going to be talking about. And we've got the first one coming up, Matt Mears. And really, it has to be said that Everyone outside of England, they'll have their team that they support, but this is everyone's second favourite team outside of England. It is Lancashire. I don't know about that, but uh, I said it's one of those teams that are always up there. They're always producing players. We'll go through the lineup in a minute, but it's, it's one of those historical clubs. It is one of the clubs up in the north of England, along with Yorkshire, when you talk about um, rivalries in county cricket. That is certainly one. The War of the Roses up there between Lancashire and, Ro- and, and Yorkshire. But you go through this uh, this lineup of players and you've got like, Keaton Jennings, Liam Livingstone, Tim David uh, one of the, uh, on there over there as an overseas player, Josh Butler, Phil Salt, um, Jimmy Anderson, the, the only player that can play at a ground that has an end named after him. He can come on to bowl from his own end. Um, Shakib Mahmood, we've seen him do well for England. Matt Parkinson talked about as being the next spinner, seeing they need something in the spin department. Hassan Ali as well, uh, the Pakistani um, pace bowler we saw in the, the test series as well. You go through that lineup and uh, you turn up to play against Lancashire, you know you're going to be in for a contest. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah, this is a team with so, with so much history. That they've got plenty of players uh, that have come through that they've won so many county championships in their own right. We talk about famous players for Lancashire. Two of them come to mind. The first one, um, very famous commentator, one of the funniest men around, David Lloyd. Oh, Bumble. One of those ones where you, when you look at commentators, and I'm, I'm sure as much as we're commentating on the uh, Kings Cross Sports and T20 Cup, um, we like to be. We like to put a bit of humour into our into our commentary, and, and I think you'll find that a lot of that comes from the likes of Bumble, Richie Benno, that know that cricket doesn't have to be a, a serious game to be a serious game. If that makes sense, you need humour is part of cricket, whether you're on the field or you're off the field or you're watching or whatever, and you can be having the most serious. You can have the most serious passage of play, but humour needs to come into it to keep everybody level. And I think he is one of the best in the common box that uh, knows when to inject that humor into it and make it interesting uh, for the people watching at home. And of course, we can't mention David Lloyd without mentioning one other person in particular in terms of a namesake. It is, of course, Mizzy, his brother Clive. 
Five Lead. Yes. Can you play for West Indies? Yes, that's the running joke. Wow. They both had the same surname and they both played for Lancashire. Oh, I'm sure, I'm, sure so, I'm sure one of the old members got them mixed up. <laughs> and of course, they do. He always refers to him as my brother, Clive. <laughs> I'm absolute. sure one of the 80 year old members that uh, didn't bring his glasses for the day got them mixed up. Uh, absolutely. Which, of course, which Clive. Lloyd's at the crease. And of course, Clive Lloyd in his day, an absolute giant of West Indian cricket, of course, captain for many a year. Um, well, this is the good old days where. You could have. There was enough break in the in the um, international scene that you had the best West Indies players playing this competition. You had the best Australians. You had the best from around the world playing in it. So it's a bit sad now that you don't see that replicated. You don't have the Steve Smiths. You don't have the really really top tier names. Do we have some great names playing? Of course we do. But the tippy top megastar players aren't the ones playing in this competition, and I think that misses a little bit. But um, it, it's still a, a great competition, um, regardless. And and you, you're going to have the the likes of Tim David, who said we we saw light up the big bash, went for squillions in the IPL, and then now uh, we'll be lighting up uh, Old Trafford as well. Not very big boundaries there. That'll be to his liking. And then the other one to mention, I think, almost an adopted Aussie in his own right, Andrew Flintoff. Oh, well, we can't talk him about being a cricket commentator now that he to- now that he hosts Top Gear. No, true, but <laughs> whenever he comes, whenever he came out here for the Big Bash, he just used to light up the crowd not only with his performances but just his genuine personality. He could he could literally just fit right in here. Yeah, and that and that's a big difference. He had that big louder than louder than life personality, which I think a lot of English people get drawn towards. Because no offense to, to England, and a lot of my good friends are English. They don't have that. He is the most English person I've found with an Aussie personality, if that makes sense. Oh, totally. He 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 likes to have a laugh. He likes to be the larrikin. I said I don't have that most that more out there personality as well. But there's something about being Aussie that brings something out that the English uh, gravitate themselves towards. And uh, I still I still remember I went to a taping of Top Gear that he was hosting and was sledging because when he was trying to do the, the intros for the Aussie series, he, he made a pet sandpaper joke and uh, I put him in his place. So I don't think that one would have been making it to air, but uh, I digress. Um, uh-huh. he, he is certainly, uh, he is certainly one of those, those top players of uh, the 21st century for the English. You remember him back in the 05 Ashes. Um, one of the, the stalwarts that made that probably one of the series that I'll never forget. I went to the first test in uh, at Lord's. And then seeing Australia win there was not expecting to see what that became. And he was one of he was one of the big parts of that that um, series that will live on in memories for years and years and years. We then move on to Northamptonshire, and I think possibly one of the teams that could well be facing that battle to avoid relegation. A couple of names there, but for mine, not enough to really warrant a sort of a look at being competitive. And I think they could be in trouble this season. Yeah. I think they will be one of the ones that'll be down in the uh, relegation. So they have another Italian player. I thought that would make, make one of your, they'll be making you one of their adopted, um, adopted fan base. But, uh, you got Matthew Kelly, who a great bowler for WA, but not really international class. Jimmy Neeson, we all love his antics on social media, the New Zealander, but can he be the the Freddie Flintoff of the as we were talking about that person that can lift a team? I don't know. We look at some of the English players, Nathan Buck, uh, and he's played for for Manly in the past, um, but still he's not up there in the in the English um, setup. He's not on the on the cusp of any of the English teams. I think it's going to be a hard a hard hard. Um, Summer for for Northampton Sheer, they'll um they'll probably find themselves back in Div Two with some of the uh, quality teams that uh, will be there fighting for a place back in Div One. We then go move over to um to, well actually before we do we should mention a couple of the notable players that have come through Northampton Sheer. Some very famous names: Alan Lamb, Monty Panasar, Graham Swan, and one play, some players may not know back in the day. But they spoke to him about him being one of the genuine freaks of cricket 
is Frank the Typhoon Tyson. I love back in the day when you get like the the Typhoon, you get Fred the Demon Spofferth, all these bowlers with these big names. Why don't we have them anymore? Why don't we have like Pat Deathly Cummins or Mitchell Hangman Stark or something like that? We need to get some of these nicknames back into cricket. I, I dare, and I dare creative s- nicknames at that. Yeah, I dare say that. Uh, I dare say that he probably wasn't as quick as some of the bowlers are today. But uh, in their time, I'm sure they were very difficult for the players to uh, to play against. But I love the nicknames. I just love them. I bring them back. That, that's my thing to cricket. We need some personality back in the game. Bring the nicknames back into the game. And not only that, not only not only just bringing back the the nicknames, but bringing back the nicknames that actually have a meaning, have it just more than just like a variation on a surname or something like that. Typhoon. Typhoon and Tyson, come on. But oh, it's still a good one. It's a good one. It's a very good one indeed. So, um, you know, and of course, Monty Panesar, who of course um, not only played for England for a while, also had his... One season in New South Wales Premier Cricket with uh, some club that doesn't particularly like us. Or Is maybe me. Probably you. Yeah. Probably you. Probably not me either. Um, I was on that episode as well. But um, you come all the way to Australia, you think, great, I'm coming to Sydney. Did he not look at a map? Like, <laughs> for all the clubs that you go to coming to play for Sydney, you end up at the Ghosts? Wow, someone someone sent him a bum steer there. <laughs> and uh, there we go. Oh, well, just I'm, lost I'm a... never going to be invited to uh, to uh, Raby ever again. Oh, no, no, no. That's our name off the Christmas card list from Raby. <laughs> well, were, we, were we ever on it? I, I don't know, we but I know Manly, we've, we've won a few competitions there, particularly in like the Martin Shield and the, the Telegraph <laughs> Shield. I was mysteriously not on any of those invites out there when the Manly officials got uh, brought out. Oh, I think hmm. I know why. Mm, yes, indeed. <laughs> we then move on to Somerset, who finished sixth in, in Division One, and I guess you would, on paper, you would say a handy team, but um, I dare say that for mine, there's only really one player in this lineup that's actually performing. He just happens to be Australian. Which one? There's a couple of Aussies in this team. You um, you got Matt Renshaw oh. um, with oh. the bat, and you've got. Old man Pete Siddle, he's just firing. He took five wickets the other day at uh, the Oval. Um, that, his to... action has not changed in years, has it? That's... It didn't need to. Yeah. It didn't need to because it's it's pure. I know mine's changed just because of everything hurts now, but him, the, they said the, the potassium he must run on with all those bananas, uh, it's, it's working and it's keeping him bowling at that level, but... You're right with this team. I think they're the first of the one of the truly mid-table teams. Whether they'll be in the fight for regular relegation, probably not. But you'd still probably expect to see them, say, fifth or sixth in the competition. There's some decent names there. We mentioned Renshaw and um, and Siddle. You go through Crave Overton, uh, Lewis Gregory, uh, Tom Lemonby, the, the Manly Rentals player from... Uh, the Waratahs this year, we saw him with the Hurricanes for a couple of games as well. Um, Tom Banton, uh, Jack Leach, uh, the the pie, another another left arm pie bowler. There's some there's some decent names there. Stephen Davies as well. My apologies, um, is in the list as well. There are some names there, but as I said, I think they're more of a mid table type team than one of the big powerhouses of this competition. And I think the challenge that they've got uh, as well is just trying to, while their top players are quite decent, it's just trying to get everyone together so that they can operate effectively as as a unit there. But it has to be said, this is another one of those teams that has had a rich history of former players come through them. Um, And I think the two that stand out in particular um, in both them and Sir Viv, or sorry, in both them and Sir Viv Richards. Viv Richards, he's he's related to the South African guy, isn't he? Oh yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> he's about as related as the Lloyd brothers. Um, but oh, when you when you talk about cricket, world cricket, Ian Botham, what he did, the eighty one Ashes. I said I wasn't even alive, but still know the the stories of, of what he did in that eighty one Ashes series, and, and Viv Richards, what he did for West Indies cricket, and. Um, they wouldn't have got to the heights that they did without him. 
you got Joel Garner as well, one of the the big, uh, the more famous uh, West Indies bowlers, another player that that probably got it brought in by Viv as well. There's some great names to have, and I tell you, they wouldn't mind having one or two of them right now. Oh God, uh, absolutely. A couple of the other ones to mention: Peter Roebuck, Joel Garner, Andy Caddick. Oh, who doesn't love a good a bit of New Zealand Andy Caddick arm out to the side bowling action? Oh God, I just it makes me want to put on where um the, where, that's in England clip. Oh, God, uh, oh, and of course him and Ben Stokes and oh, the list goes on. Yeah, indeed, and of course we should mention Marcus Truscothic as well. Uh, a very handy opening batsman from back in the day. Yes, we should mention him. Now, let's go on to your club. Here we go. The main event is here. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Surrey. And boy, we what a team this Surrey. is. Mate, go for I tell it. you, I've already already penciling in my, uh, I wouldn't call it a diary, but a calendar of... Uh, having some days at the Oval um, in my time over there to watch this team play. I think I've got a couple of T20s, maybe even a county game. Because I said, when I'm over there, I'm playing a lot of T20s, to be fair. Um, but uh, you look at this team, and I'll just go through it. Just just stop me at some point. Hashim Amla, Will Jacks, Rory Burns, Jason Roy, Ollie Pope, Chris Jordan, Sam Curran, Tom Curran, Jamie Overton, Ben Folks. Reese Topley, Daniel Worrell now coming in, uh, Kemar Roach, uh, he's already injured, but uh, Sunil Nareen. I could keep going. I, don't, I think there's more players that aren't even on this list that, oh, that might still be a, having a having a run around. It's just ridiculous how good this lineup is this year. Oh, there is there is no it's, weak it's spot. Not, in it's here. not this year. It's every year. <laughs> there is no weak spot in this team. They they are the Sydney Roosters of the uh, of the Surrey competition. They don't seem to have a salary cap. Oh God, that is just ridiculous. Uh, and of course, the big news, the one of the big news pieces of news that came out, of course, is Daniel Worrell has now named himself eligible for England. Well, he's lucky. I wish I could do would play under an English passport. If if it was my mum instead of my grandma that was born in England, I'd be able to do the same. But. Uh, it's a big boost for England's pay stocks. Uh, we've seen how good he is in Australia with that swinging ball. He's going to the home and swing bowling. There's not a, not a lot impressing me coming through the ranks. He's still got a good three to four years in him. He could be a bolter for that England team if he if he does the goods for Surrey. Um, we saw it with uh, Jimmy Pattinson's brother Darren playing a one-off test for England out of nowhere. Maybe Dan Worrell can do that as well. But um, as I said, this is just class throughout. You, they don't leave any stone unturned. Um, if, they're not, if they're not holding up the championship at the end of uh, 2022, I'm not here. And uh, there's certainly no slouches in terms of the historical players. Alex and Eric Bedser, of course, the first twins to play international cricket. Uh, Mark Butcher, the famous opening bat for England back in the day. Jack Hobbs, very well-known opening bat. Adam Holyoke, the all-rounder, very underrated all-rounder. And two stores of the England lineup over the last few years, Alex Stewart and Graham Thorpe. Well, that's just half a dozen out of how many. Um, as said, being one of the, the quote-unquote London clubs, technically Surrey isn't part of London, but when the Oval was... Uh, when the Oval was uh, brought to be and the, the club was founded, Kennington, where the Oval is, was part of Surrey. And it wasn't only until the, the 60s that it became part of Greater London. But as I said, it, 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 I don't know. It's hard to describe. Like, I'm lucky that in here in Sydney, we have the SCG to go and watch cricket at, which is a cricket ground. It's not one of these soulless stadiums that they play cricket in. It's a cricket ground. The Oval is a cricket ground. It's it's just a great place to be. There's not a bad seat in the house. Oh, can I go now? Is there anything stopping me? Oh, yeah, work. Um, <laughs> it, it, as I said, it's a great place to play. I look forward to being there. Maybe we can do some stuff while I'm sitting in the grandstand. I don't know, but um, they should be there or thereabouts this year. Their, their their lineup, they just they they know where their weaknesses are from the week bef- from the year before, and they fill them. 
I reckon they could probably put a get against a, a second eleven that could probably do probably come mid pack in this division one comp as well. Oh god, absolutely. I, I think they will be I think they've got to go in as one of the favourites of the competition. We'll talk about where they currently stand at this point after the uh towards the end of the show. We then move on to the defending champions in Warwickshire, the team from Birmingham. And uh, this is a team that there are plenty of talent all the way th- way through this lineup. Well, this this is one of the big teams we we talked about. Lang- uh, we talked about Lancashire. We talked about Surrey. We'll talk about Yorkshire in a minute. But this is one of those teams that will be fighting for the competition. Um, but you look through the lineup. Um, you got Dom Sibley, uh, Paul Sterling, the Irishman, Chris Wokes, Carlos Braithwaite. We've seen him for the Sixers and in the BBL. Um, you got Ollie Stone. You got Danny Briggs, the pie chucker. You got the Australian Ryan side bottom, not the English Ryan side bottom, the Australian Ryan side bottom. And Nathan McAndrew, someone that we've caught a lot here on Triple H as well, uh, playing for Bankstown, uh, moving to South Australia, now getting himself a gig with Warwickshire. I, I said, give him his, give, can you give me his manager's number? Because... Hey, that's a great deal to get in with the defending premiers. And not only that, we should mention as well someone who has been on splinters before. It is Matt Lamb opening the batting for Warwickshire these days. Well, mate, we, another guy gets on splinters, gets the push. Um, we yeah, claim all of them. We claim all of them. Um, they, 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 they make an appearance from us. It's a shame it can't happen in our careers. Oh, I know. But it's good for our guests. Obviously, we we want them to keep coming back. We want them to do well. Um, but, and we're putting uh, it out. We're putting it out there. The the, the phenomenon is real. The after the Triple H afterburners are real. Well, we'll see. Maybe 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 we can find some uh, players over there. Maybe I can do a a splinters episode of interviews with county players looking to uh, firm up their chances for England, and we can uh, sell them sell them that ideal with the interview. <laughs> And of course, no uh, no slats in terms of historical players from them, the likes of Ashley Giles, Ian Bell, Jonathan Trott, and uh, two of the more infamous bowlers for England throughout the 80s in uh, Bob Willis and a man that uh, the music men made very famous in Gladstone Small. Gladstone Small, Gladstone Small, Gladstone, Gladstone Small. Gladstone, Gladstone Small. Gladstone, Gladstone, Small. <laughs> um, yeah, great bowlers in their own right, both of them. Um, I said a good pedigree. Uh, that they've built up there at Warwickshire and um, it will continue in 2022. Just not good enough to beat Surrey. <laughs> well, that'll be a that'll be an absolute ding dong between those between those two clubs in particular. I can't wait to see when they play against each other. We then go to the final team in alphabetical order, and you can't have a county championship and have one club without the other. We've already mentioned Lancashire. It's now time to go across the other side of England on the north. It is Yorkshire. Well, yeah, the other half of the uh, the war, war of the Roses. It's one of those. It's one of those ones where we'll, we'll get into their past players, and and it'll be reading a who's who of um, English cricket. They only finished fifth last year. They'll be disappointed when you look through the list that they have: Adam List, Gary Balance, David Mulan, Joe Root, Harry Brook, Abdul Rashid, David Willey, Jordan Thompson. Don Bess, Johnny Bairstow, like I can keep going. Harris Ralph, one of the uh, overseas players as well. They've gone out and shown that fifth isn't good enough for them. They're going to be going, they're going to be up there in that top three. They're going to be pushing for that title. And, and I think more than any other club, this is probably the club that sort of represents probably the most, uh, probably the closest you'll get to a team that plays like an Australian team. They're not known for being particularly pretty, but they're known for being tough and highly effective whenever they play. Yeah, and they always look for those overseas players that are that are tough. They don't go for the biggest names. They go for the ones that are battle-hardened and play a lot of cricket. Darren Lehman played for a long time as Yorkshire's overseas player. I think that shows the quality of player that they're looking for when they go for overseas players, but uh, again, they're going to be a they're going to be a, a big force in this competition. Yes, they'll probably be losing players to the England setup as well, but they'll definitely have the depth to cover them and still be a force in the competition. And when we mention, as you said, with Yorkshire, you can't go past the historical lineups that they've had over the years. 
And um, some of these we're probably going to have to talk about. In, uh, in particular, the you, you, they, they used to talk about Bill Laurie being the corpse <laughs> with legs. Well, yeah. Corpse with pads on. Corpse with pads on, yeah, indeed. I mean, we, we can't say one without the other because we've now got the English equivalent in Jeff Boycott. Oh, mate, if you if you want a good headline, go to Jeffrey Boycott. Um, a polarizing player when he was on the when he was uh, in his playing days, and even more polarizing after he retired from the game. But uh, a Yorkshireman through and through. Yeah, absolutely. A um, couple of very tough bowlers here. Three of them in a row: and Tim Bresnan, Darren Goff, and Matthew Hoggard. Well said that that's an England quality bowling lineup there. They, they could they could take the field any day of the week and and be world class. It's like the good old days when you used to see like Hughes, Rifle, Fleming um, taking the field for Victoria, or now when you see Stark, Hazelwood, Cummins all lining up for New South Wales. Um, when you can have that sort of um, talent together, boy, you don't want to be an opposition batsman. Ray Ellingworth and Herbert Sutcliffe, both very well-known bats. Fred Truman, one of the most famous bowlers as well, um, and, a, and a very infamous bowling coach in his own right. And then we have to mention the last person in this lineup here um, and a very special name within cricket for, for England for a very good reason, Headley Verity. Yeah, one of those names that's just synonymous with English cricket. I know you'll have more to talk about him, but... When you when you talk about the big names of the game, he is certainly someone that you can't leave out. Yeah, absolutely. For those who don't know him uh, as well, Headley Verity is probably the only person who could claim Don Bradman as a bunny. Yeah, that, it's just a it's a phenomenal achievement. Obviously, I'm sure there's uh, bowlers from back in the day that had might have the newspaper clipping um, up on the wall when uh, they got Bradman out once. This guy. Probably could have wallpapered his house with them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so those are the lineups there. We've already. Can I? Called... Can I? Can I interject you before we move on? Yeah, absolutely. Well, Ring, uh, Warwickshire and Surrey have already played this year in the uh, county competition. They actually played in the first game. Ah. Um, on this between the seventh and the tenth of uh, April at Edge Baston, and it was a very high-scoring draw. So that high. pretty much sums up what the county competition is going like at the moment. Well, I'm just looking at that that scorecard there because on first innings, yeah, I can see it now. Surrey batting first, eight declared for 428. Warwickshire all out for, uh, we should mention as well, Ben Folks, 132 not out. If he's not uh, the keeper for England, I'm not here. We he's a go- keeper that can make hundreds. He's not one of these batsmen that they put gloves on like the rest of them. We then go to Warwickshire, who were all out for 531. Michael Burgess, 178. And there he is, Matt Lamb, 106. Well, that, that's, there, all, so. that's, that's all. A, that's all. Um, that's all um, splinters, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, uh, mate, that's the that's, uh, Triple H Sports Afterburners kicking Even at in a bowl. there. Yeah. So, um, you know, there was a very high scoring game. Would have been a high quality match as well in that regards. I definitely is. said it's. It, <laughs> It is akin to Sheffield Shield cricket for those like me that, that may have had it on a bit too sneakily um, during the summer when with working from home. And uh, it is nice to see that Cricket Australia does put up those live streams, even if you do have to listen to Jack Clifton. But they do the same sort of thing over there. The, the clubs have their own YouTube um, channels where they do broadcast these games. So if you are looking for something to go to sleep by or can't fall asleep and want to watch some quality cricket, there is quality cricket for free out there. Because I said, we don't get a lot of cricket from England, but the, it's live, it's it's on YouTube. Um, it's certainly something that uh, people should check out. And just to mention very quickly as well, in terms of where they stand, have only been a couple, we are a couple of weeks into the season, but there's only been a handful of games so far for each team. Uh, and it is currently Surrey, Hampshire, Lancashire and Warwickshire in the top four at the moment. But down the bottom, well, it's one of the teams we expected to be down the bottom early on is Somerset um, behind Gloucester, Kent, and Northamptonshire. But there's still a long way to go in this competition. Of course, you, every team gets to play each other twice, and this season will be going all the way up until the very end of September. Yeah, it is a very, it's a very stop-start season. You think the Shield season in Australia is stop-start to fit in the big batch. They, de- they play a couple of games here, then they'll start playing T20, then they'll play a couple of more before the test matches start for England, and then they'll take another break for the 100. 
Then they'll come back again. There, it is a lot of stop-start cricket for the for the four-day game, but I think they're probably getting a bit right that at least they can get some games on to get some players in form for Test match cricket. But it's certainly something that you shouldn't sleep on. It um, it will be good and go the mighty sorry. <laughs> Finally, we should mention very quickly the uh, Division Two competition. Um, it is going to be starting very shortly. Only eight teams in it, but a couple of very notable. Um, lineups here, and we've got a couple of um, we've got a couple of teams that we think is going to be up there or thereabouts that we think possibly for promotion. The first one that comes comes to mind is Durham, along who have the likes of Scott Borthwick, Ashton Turner, Ben Stokes, and Mark Wood in their lineup. A very handy team that. Oh, definitely. Um... You would you look at some of those you look at some of those um, teams we talked about here. They'd love to have half of those players playing for them um, in uh, their Div One competitions. Particularly likes of Ben Stoke. How he how he's playing Div Two, I'll never know. Yeah, indeed, but yeah, there, there's some absolute quality there. Uh, Borthwick, we, we've seen him in Australia as a leg spinner. Now bats at number three. Uh, Mark Wood, probably one of the quickest bowlers in England as well. So, boy, um, if they get all their players firing, good luck. We then go to Glamorgan, and uh, not a great lineup there, except for the, uh, I guess you could say the three Austra- the three Australians that just happen to be there at the moment. Well, they did a couple of Aussies in the in the lineup. Michael Nisa, he does okay. Yeah. Michael Hogan. Uh, he he's probably someone that, that people have forgotten about. Uh, he's a bit older than I remember him being, according to Wikipedia. But he's um, he 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 was a a place bowler in the uh, Shield competition. Has a UK passport. Can go over and um, and play in the competition as well. But oh, our boy Manus, our boy Manus is there. He's already starting to stir it up. A, a certain Pakistani left arm bowler. Turning him into his bunny, we saw him uh, getting him out in the Pakistani Test series. Now carrying it over to uh, county ki- county cricket div two, he must be having some nightmares about left arm in swing. Oh God, he must absolutely be. Uh, the likes of Leicestershire, I think we're gonna, probably going to struggle this year. Middlesex might be there or thereabouts, still being led by Owen Morgan, Ireland's greatest cricketer, somehow playing for England, and of course. They've got their own in terms of two Australians playing for them now, although one of them is, again, on a UK passport. Yeah, well, it's said Peter Hanscom. Um, he'll be leading them through the uh, through the uh, first-class um, portion of the competition. you got Sam Robson. We obviously know him more as a the opening bat for Eastern Suburbs, but uh, he also plays for Middlesex throughout uh, his... Um, time but Nathan Souter as well the leg spinner um a Sydney boy too so um a bit of Aussie flavor in this uh Middlesex lineup and uh who wouldn't I know it's not the oval but who wouldn't like turning up and playing your home games at the at Lords we then go over to Nottinghamshire this is a this is a ridiculously good lineup here the likes of Alex Hales um Ben Duckett is quite handy um, Dan Christian is still going around. We know what how good he is in terms of turning out winning matches. And a couple of players, you're surprised, are still going around. And James Pattinson and Stuart Broad. Yeah, I said, this is another team where you look at some of the players and uh, I think some of the Div 1 teams wouldn't mind giving a call. You got it, um, Hasbeed Hammett. We saw him in the um, in the Test Series. You got Samit Patel. He's been around forever and a day. Um, he'll, he'll, him and Christian playing together in that, in that, in those white ball games will be, um, something, um, to behold. James Pattinson, it'll be interesting to see how much cricket they get out of him. Um, hopefully for his sake, he can do well. And, and Stuart Broad talked that he may have retired had England played better in the West Indies, but I think he wants to keep going around. He's got something to prove still, and I'm sure he hasn't played his last test. We then look got two more teams left very quickly. We've got the likes of Sussex, um, a team that you know, a couple of up and coming players, very handy. Um, but then you know when you dive in, you realise how good this lineup is actually is. And I mean, you only need to look at the, the opening bat, for example, to see how good they can be. 
Yeah, well, they, they, they're about the only Indian I've seen uh, come across. Uh, Pajara. Just have him in, opening the batting. He's going to bat forever in a day. And you've got the likes of Rovi Bapara. Josh Philippi, just there on as listed on the keepers, as well as Mohamed Rizwan. So not short of keepers. Then you look at the bowlers. Rashid Khan, we know how good he is. Tyrell Mills bringing the heat. Jofra Archer, Ollie Robinson, Stephen Finn. Yeah, again, they're going to be... Um, uh, they're going to be hard to beat when when uh, teams come up against them. And then finally, we finish off with uh, Worcestershire, uh, a team that I think is probably going to struggle throughout the course of the year, but certainly a couple of handy players in this lineup nonetheless. Yeah, not not Aaron Finch, but Adam Finch, as we were uh, talking about off air. But uh, Dwayne Bravo, Colin Munro, uh, a couple of the uh, overseas players that have been uh, snapped up by them, but. Again, they're going to probably be one of the teams that will struggle even in the uh, second division competition. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we have reached stumps here on Splinters. We cannot wait for this to get into full swing. Always worthwhile checking out the uh, county championship over in England, and it's always a lot of fun um, watching it. My thanks to Matt Mears for joining us. Of course, you do leave in a couple of weeks to go to England, but we have got some absolutely cracking episodes coming up with yourself as we come to you for some of your episodes from England. Yeah, it's uh, the wonders of modern technology that uh, I'll be able to record as if I'm in the studio with you guys. Uh, Hopefully have some uh, good stories to tell. Hopefully the boys will be on board and we can... uh, tell the story of Effingham Cricket Club and uh, bring to light what they've been doing. They're, they're a club that, that sort of goes against some of the norms, but have shown that they can be a nursery for cricket again in the shadow of some of the, the really big clubs in that area. So I said, I'm very proud to be a mighty, mighty ship um, as the Effingham uh, moniker is, but um, I'm lucky enough that I'll also be able to be part of the bench. So, and I'm sure you guys will try and work out some way I can be involved in a, in a, rugby league call or something as well <laughs> we'll see what we can do well <laughs> thank you very much for joining us and uh we hope you enjoy the the rest of your week here this has been splinters the bench podcast on triple h 100.1 fm streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au and available for download at podcast.com apple store youtube music spotify iheart and tune in we do it all for atlas chartered accountants the Post, the Hornsby RSL, ISC Sports and Business Plaza. On behalf of Matt Mears, I'm Anthony Caruso. Run hard or run home. Good night. Thank you for joining us for Splinters, your no-holds-barred sports podcast. You can also find us streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au and available for download at podcasts.com and all good podcast and streaming sites. 